Hey friends, welcome back. So happy that you are here. Um, I promise that this week's episode is not going to be as long as last week's. Um, but sometimes when you are just having fun, time flies. And so we're going to be respectful of all of our times here today and uh, just cover one simple topic. And I have an exciting announcement that I will share at the very end. So today I want to um, kind of simplify things a little bit. I know um, the last few weeks with every layer building on itself, um, yeah, sometimes it can be overwhelming. And um, that's what I think most people would say about the Enneagram is that it is complex, it is diverse, and it's deep. There are so many layers and you just think that you break through one and then you find yourself at another and so it is very um it's very unique in that it's not just a simple um hey here's your personality there you go have a great day it's really something that again works with you and goes with you whatever season of life that you are in it kind of doesn't exclude anyone based on age or gender or life circumstance Um, It applies to any and everyone, so that's the beauty of it. All that to say, we are going to just briefly talk today about wings. Um, That is one of the more fun things, um, kind of like the subtypes and kind of like the triads. We are finding out that you are not just your main type. There are up to six different numbers that kind of coincide with you on your journey and it's not like it's not like one number shows up only in January and another type kind of only shows up when XYZ is happening we use them all the time and I think that's um, one of the beauties of it is that Every number that works with your main type, both in um, good ways and not so great ways, um, can really just have an overall impact on who you are as a person. Um, You're still keeping and you're still maintaining your core motivations. Again, those never change, but we're able to take on different attributes of different numbers in how they apply to us. So that's that's the fun part. So I want to read... Um, a little portion from personality types using the Enneagram for self-discovery and it is by Don Richard Russo and Russ Hudson. Um, Don and Russ are some of the founders of, shall I just say, modern Enneagram education. Um, That's putting it very, very lightly. Um, They are both wonderful in their fields and so they've really helped with many uh, books and research to um, give all of us coaches kind of a platform with which to take our knowledge and um, present it to the world so they have kind of um, been the trailblazers for us and for me to even do um, what I'm doing today so here we go um So, from their section called The Wing. 
It is important to understand that no one is a pure personality type. Most people have a unique mixture of their basic type and one or two three types adjacent to it on the circumference of the Enneagram. One of those two types adjacent to your basic type is called your wing. Your basic wing, excuse me, your basic type dominates your overall personality, while the wing complements it and adds important, sometimes contradictory, elements to your personality. The wing is the quote-unquote second side of your overall personality, and you must take it into consideration to understand yourself or someone else. For example, if you are a personality type 9, you will have either a 1 wing or an 8 wing, and your total personality can be best understood by considering the traits of the 9 in some unique blend with the traits of either the 1 or the 8. So what does that say? The wings are, again, the two numbers that are sandwiched in between your main type. So for me, I am a type 4. My wings are going to be 3 and 5. If you are a 7, your wings are going to be 6 and 8. Um, and then their example, if you're a 1, if you're a 9, sorry, you're going to have a 1 wing or an 8 wing. So what does that mean? Again, you'll also be tired of me saying this, but your core motivations are always going to be your main type, your dominant type. Those will never change. Um, your wings are, as I like to say it, your supporting characteristics. Um, they are can sometimes be complementary or contradictory, um, depending on what your main type is and what number um, is in your wing. Because some really complement and some are actually very different. And so not only do you get a unique person as their type, but if they have a contradictory wing, it's really interesting to see that relationship with how, for example, a type nine is the peacemaker. And we've talked about them briefly before about um, there being very easy, go with the flow, um, people that are really, really seeking peace above all else. And they're very easy to get along with. And um, yeah, they just really care about their relationships with other people and always maintaining that um, serenity is kind of their, their foundation for life. And then they can have an eight wing. And so the eights are the challengers, the boss, um, one of the most aggressive types on the Enneagram. And that doesn't mean that they're mean all the time. Um, people would like to put eights in a box and say they're always mean, they're always yelling. Definitely not the case. They are just the more intense personality. You know how some personalities can be shy and timid and reserved. Well, the eights are the complete opposite. They let you know that they're there. <laughs> and um, yeah, they are um, the beautiful and um, strong types that we that we need. And so they are they do get a bad rap and I, I wish we could alter that because um, they're very protective yet aggressive and um, yeah, their core fear is being betrayed. So if that is your fear, then you're always kind of putting up this wall um, to not appear vulnerable or weak because that's ultimately what they're afraid of. They're on a mission to protect. They're on a mission to kind of conquer and they're in the gut triad. So they're um, their instinct is to react from their gut 
and their emotional struggle is anger. So that could be anger in the sense of personal relationships with not wanting to be betrayed by those closest to them. So vulnerability is a struggle where, again, they can have close family and close friends, but there might be only one or two people that they absolutely confide in as opposed to, um, let's say, a type two who, again, doesn't go out and share all of their secrets, but it's a little bit more open in terms of um, being around people, um, yet at the same time twos focus more on others than themselves. It's because they want to be loved. Eights can focus on other people because they see the lack of injustice and they want that set right. And so their mission will be to kind of plow a straight line through like the cornfield, let's say, um, and to get everybody on that track so that we can um, get out or get through to the other side um, and to see kind of rights wronged. So if you are a nine, that peacemaker, and you kind of have that wing eight as a challenger, um, that is very contradictory. And I have a peacemaker, yet I'm also a challenger. And so that just means that um, in every day, a nine can be a little bit more assertive, where normally if they had a one wing, they wouldn't be as assertive as having that eightness. And so that's really good because it challenges the main type as a nine to um, not be so shy or to be kind of stuck on the sidelines because they want to maintain peace. That's their goal always. But with the eight, it kind of gives them a little bit more courage to, you know what, I'm going to stand up for X, Y, and Z, this subject or this person, because um, what's going on in their life is wrong or because they need protection and they need peace in their life. And so therefore, I'm going to assert myself a little bit more into this conversation, into this work environment, into this relationship, um, to let them know that they are loved, ultimately. And so that's kind of one very brief example. But um, people always sometimes think that you are either one, you either have one wing and like that is your wing and you don't show any characteristics of your other wing. So for instance, I am a four with a dominant wing of a type five. And so a four wing five is completely different from a four wing three. And in future episodes, we'll go through each number when we talk about wings. This kind of first collection of episodes is bird's eye view. It's kind of first day of school. Here we are. Here's the syllabus. Here's what we'll be getting into. And then in further weeks, um, it'll be more of a breakdown. So you won't only get just get to hear my type, but you'll be able to hear it the other eight types as well. So... Um, we are getting to the point where we will be in the future starting to break down more than just my type. So if anyone is like, Michaela, move on, we will eventually. Um, so for instance, with a four wing five, I used to think for a very long time, whenever I read attributes about the type three, I was like, holy moly, this is not me at all. The type threes are the achievers. They want to appear successful. They're kind of the chameleons of all of the Enneagram types and where um, they they fear being seen as a failure and they do any and everything they can with personal appearance, with professional life, with personal life 
uh, family and friends, um, romantic relationships even, they always want to appear successful. Um, They never want to be seen as a failure. They never want to be seen as not not having it all together in the sense of I want to present a good image to the world in order to make sure that I can climb the social ladder, climb the relationship ladder, climb the professional career ladder. And so I would kind of read that in more of um, a deep dive about the three and be like, I mean, I like success, but not to the point where I'm going to kind of have it dictate every decision I make. Um, If I am at the store and I'm buying a sweater, I just think about, is it a good price and am I comfortable in it? I don't think about how this sweater would go great um, with this pair of shoes when I walk into this meeting in order to present X, Y, and Z. Um, And I don't, of course I want all of my relationships to be successful. And I guess success varies depending on the type threes and kind of what they view as um, successful. So they definitely want to be, you know, first place in a lot of areas of their life. But for me, it's like, uh, you know what? Second or third place is good. I always say if you don't come first, um, second or third place, you know, it's still a podium finish. You still get a medal. You still get to hear your country's anthem. So <laughs> um, it doesn't it doesn't sit as bad with me as not being first as with um, people who identify as being a type three. So for the longest time, I was like, I'm a four wing five. I'm a four wing five. I'm a four wing five. I have no attributes of a three whatsoever. And it honestly wasn't until I received coaching this year for myself back in January, but also last December when I was getting certified and when I had completed the um, certification process, I was like, great, we have to start on social media. We have to start on a website. We have to do this, this, that, and the other. And so I built my website all by myself. And if you haven't seen it, please check it out, MichaelaElizabeth.com. Um, and please tell me that it's pretty (laughs) because, um, I spent a lot of time on it and it was fun and I kind of knew already what I was doing because I had built, um, don't worry, you're enough's, um, website as well. So it's like, we use the same platform and I was like, Hey, now I know what to do, but obviously add a little bit more to it because it's a coaching website as opposed to like a podcast website. So I was super happy and thrilled to do that. Um, Mike took all of my professional headshots, which was awesome. And I was excited to kind of incorporate and start, um, branding and really honing in on stories and how we all have a story. We all have multiple stories and how the Enneagram can help, um, not necessarily edit your story, but to, well, I can guess we can say edit but bring about edits in the best way to um, to really highlight who you are, to really make your story the best that it can possibly be. And so I was honing in very hard on this website building, on content creation, on copy, everything that would kind of go into it. And so what I wanted to do was before I kind of said, hey world, I'm an Enneagram coach, I wanted to build a website and I wanted to have good headshots and I wanted to provide a landing page for people um, when they go they they saw something that was completed they saw something that was um, pretty and they saw something that was professional 
And on the inside, I was like, holy crap, what if I actually like, again, don't have what it takes. The comparison game affects everybody. But um, jumping to my type five wing, the type five is withdrawn and inclusive and they're always seeking knowledge. They have a limited amount of energy to kind of start the day where other people kind of start at 100 and kind of work their way down. Um, Type five start maybe at 40% and that's probably being very generous, but they only have 40% to last them through the day, to last them through meetings, through um, parenting, through whatever else is going on in their lives. And so I was being very um, achieving in all of my setup goals for, hey, if I am now a certified coach, I want to present something to the world. I don't want to just say that I am. I want there to be something that people can see. But then the type five in me was like, you know what? You don't have enough knowledge yet. You you are still learning. You're still growing. Um, the Enneagram is something where as a coach, it's not like you ever arrive at, yay, I have all the knowledge. I basically have a PhD in Enneagram and therefore I'm done learning. It's it's cool. Um, not the case at all. Um, I mean, anyone can tell you at any stage in life, probably, you know, older generations, is that with time comes knowledge, um, just with living, but also the Enneagram. There is so much to dive into. Um, there's so much that people do with the Enneagram. Um, a lot of people use Enneagram in business with leadership development and training, Um, whether with executives or with employees. Um, A lot of people work with it in Christian ministry um, when the sense of counseling or team building, um, helping with staff at churches, different things like that. Um, A lot of people use the Enneagram that are coaches um, in their uh, therapy practices. They might be a life coach already. They might be a certified therapist or counselor. And so they kind of bring Enneagram in and couple it with what they're already doing to really help um, their, their clients, their people, their staff, um, their coworkers, um, just to really get a better understanding of, of who they are and how they work as a part of the team, as a leadership, whatever. So all of that to say, you know, I didn't have any of those other, I don't want to say legitimate certifications, but it's not like I was at a church and it's not like, I am a psychologist and it's not like I'm a counselor and it's not like I'm um, uh, an owner of a fortune, you know, 500 company, nothing like that. But it was like, Michaela, like you're not any of those things. You're just presenting the Enneagram as itself. You know, there's nothing to kind of couple it, you know, with, there's nothing you can kind of pair it and then present it. So a lot of fear about what I have to present, um, I know the Enneagram enough to believe in it and to keep studying it for the rest of my life and knowing that it has brought clarity beyond measure and I wanted to give a proper face to the world through um, social media and I'm working on that, trust me, but also with the website and even this podcast too. Um, Every day coming on here, not every day, once a week, but you know what I mean. And um presenting what I've learned, but trying to structure in a way that makes sense to me in order that way I can explain it to others in a really teachable moment, but also knowing that like I haven't arrived yet. So hopefully that's a little bit of an example of the wings. And again, in future episodes, I promise we will go through all of 
the other numbers in kind of more in-depth. So probably the only person listening to this podcast is the type four, which is me. Um, But other people listening are not all type four. So this is not a podcast about fours. Though maybe I need to start one. (laughs) Maybe we need to go in that direction. But if we do or not, um, hopefully that kind of makes a little bit of sense. So just a tiny bit of recap and then I'll get to that announcement that I mentioned at the beginning. So you are your main type. Once you've identified your type, you have wings, two wings, the numbers that are sandwiched um, around your type. And you use both the good and the not so good characteristics of each wing to kind of booster and add color and spice and texture to your main type already. Um, Other coaches have said that it's kind of like the salt and pepper. if you're, you know, designing anything, it's again, it's color and it's texture. Um, and yeah, you, you, there's nothing worse than having a boring personality. And after learning the Enneagram, no one has a boring personality, (laughs) but it's just about finding your main type, identifying your wings and knowing how you use them. And you use them every single day to varying degrees and I will always kind of have more of an edge in using my type five wing than my type three wing, but I use both in different situations. And so that's been really illuminating for me to know that, oh my gosh, I really do utilize my type three more than I ever have. And I have much more of an appreciation because I thought I didn't identify with it at all. I definitely don't identify with the core motivations. And that's the point. The point is all of the attributes and characteristics and a tiny bit of behavior that encompass a type three sans the core motivation is something that I can identify with. And so it's really helpful now knowing in the future, hey, if I'm really wanting to take something, you know, by the horns and really present it and present it well, then I know that that's my type three kind of coming into play a little bit. So hopefully that definitely helps. And I know you're looking at the time and you're saying, Michaela, this is about as long as last week's episode. I can't apologize, but I also cannot. So it's a half-hearted apology, but um, it's just something that it's exciting to finally talk about. It's exciting to have a platform to engage and talk to people about. And what a perfect segue, self, to talk about next week's episode and the coming episodes. So I reached out to my online Enneagram coach community. I'm a part of a large, um, two different groups actually of Enneagram coaches that are all over this the country and also all over the world too in various um, places. And so I said, hey, I have a podcast where um, Diane and I do our thing, but I said, I have a little segment where I talk about the Enneagram and I open it up to any and all these coaches and there's over a thousand of them <laughs> to um, say, hey, I would love for you to come on and let's just talk about the Enneagram. Let's just geek out a little bit. I have some questions for them, um, but really just kind of honing in on how the Enneagram has helped them with their type. So yes, I will talk to way more types than just a type four. (laughs) I promise you. Um, So when I reached out to my community, I had several great responses. Um, We are talking to my new friend, Audrey, next week, and I am so excited for that. And in the following weeks, we will talk to other um, Enneagram coaches 
about how the Enneagram has helped them in their life, personally, professionally, what have you. And so I am thrilled because um, I think testimonies are key with anything that is new, whether it's a product or a service or whatever. Um, The power of testimonies really helps to bring it home and really, um, I don't know if humanify is the word, if that's even a word, but it really just helps solidify everything that I'm talking about. Again, it's one-sided. I have knowledge and I'm telling you about it. But um, for me to geek out and chat with new friends about the Enneagram um, is really very fun. So I am thrilled for you guys to come on that journey and um, hearing everyone's different, different stories. So I am very excited for you guys to meet Audrey next week. And um, I just want to thank you for your, uh, your time in listening to these episodes. And I hope that... Um, these little Enneagram nuggets have just kind of helped flesh out what the Enneagram is. Um, and if there's ever any questions about it, if there's something I've said that you're like, Michaela, what is happening? Um, feel free to reach out and I would love to clarify, explain more, and, um, even just take that journey with you of, um, discovering the Enneagram for yourself, um, if and when you are ready. And I hope that you are. So, Again, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And I cannot wait to see you for next week's episode. Take care.